On today's episode, I'm sharing with you my really amazing conversation with Carmen Lorenzana, a menstrual educator and coach working on fertility awareness, menstrual tracking, and more. In this episode, Carmen goes into the basics of fertility, when are we fertile, how can we notice it in our body, how can we use this knowledge as natural contraception, how can the knowledge of our body change our conception journey and our birthing experience, as well as our connection with our body after birth. We also touch on the way that our cycle can be mirrored by the seasons of nature and why this can be our very own superpower. We go into the shame that is often attached to our menstrual cycle and how shedding that shame could be one of the most empowering things we can do for ourselves. Welcome to the Birthing in Finland podcast, brought to you by the Nest Doulas. I'm Danielle Bensky, a mother and postpartum doula specializing in maternal well-being and psychology. Each episode, you'll hear eye-opening interviews with some amazing people who support families in Finland just like yours. We'll help you navigate what it means to birth in Finland, growing your confidence on your parenting journey. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let's jump into our daily dose of birthing in Finland. Hi, Carmen. Good morning. It's a pleasure to have you on Birthing in Finland. How are you? Hi, Danielle. I'm very happy to be here with you today. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's been a, a nice week so far. I'm Good. happy that the weekend is coming also. Yes, <laughs> yes that's always exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I want us to talk today about your work as a menstrual educator. But before we do that, could you tell us a little bit about your journey to becoming a menstrual educator? I think it's quite a unique profession. How did you get to where you where you are and what you do? Yeah, you don't see many menstrual educators mm-hmm. in the world. At me, I mean, hopefully more and more. But well, everything started for me um, about six years ago. I have a hormonal imbalance. It's called polycystic ovary syndrome. Maybe you have heard about this. It's actually yes. quite common. Yes. And well, I was actually diagnosed in my early 20s. Back then, I was completely disconnected from my period, from my cycle, uh, from all of these things. So I got this diagnosis and I really, I wasn't curious to know more. You know, I didn't ask any questions or anything. I was prescribed with the birth control pill as a treatment. I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. um, And well, I took it for several years without, as I said, asking any questions. Right. Until we moved to Finland with my partner six years ago. And I started having some uh, complications. Some, um, yeah, my body was basically rejecting the pill. Uh, So I intuitively understood that it was time to stop it for a while, or at least that was my plan, just to have a maybe three-month break or something. So I did it, and then I stopped having my period. Of course, back then, I wasn't aware that the 
monthly bleeding that I was having while I was taking the pill, it it was not a proper period. It's what right. we called uh, withdrawal bleeding. Yes. Right. But I didn't know that. I thought I was bleeding normally. And then I stopped having these bleedings. And I think the one thing I knew about my period back then is that it, it was that not having it was not normal. So, yeah, I got a bit um, afraid. Uh, and then, well, these three months became, in the end, one year and two months without any bleeding. Wow. My partner and I had just moved here. We were in a very unstable place at the time because we didn't have jobs. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money back then. Um, so it was definitely not the time to bring a baby into the world. And we had this constant stress, you know, what if I'm pregnant? What if I'm pregnant? So I remember right. I took lots and lots of pregnancy tests. Right. Um, because that's all we know. Huh? If you don't get your period, that means you're pregnant. Exactly. Like the education yeah. is quite limited to that. Exactly. Yeah, so true. And all these tests would be negative. So that was a relief on, on yeah, one hand, I but understand. then on the other hand, okay, why, what's happening? Exactly. And that's when I started doing research and I understood first how the birth control pill works. Mm-hmm. And second, that led me to learn and understand so many things about my body and about my cycle that nobody ever explained to me. And I found everything fascinating. I remember I was so curious and I really wanted to learn more and more. But then on the other hand, I also remember feeling quite angry because I grew up ignoring all these things. Yes. So this curiosity together with the the anger I was feeling were like my call to action to do something about it because I knew of course that I wasn't the only one. I know I, I knew this was and is still is the reality for many women and people with periods in the world. So I decided to do something about it. I started formally training to become a menstrual educator and eventually a fertility awareness instructor. And here I am. <laughs> oh, this is wow. What a, what a story. And I love how it's coming from your own personal experience mm-hmm. because this is this makes it really powerful. And to see you transforming in this way, I think, can also be such a role model for other people who maybe feel really disconnected from their body and want to do something about that, that there is people to support on that journey. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Something I hear a lot in my work is, I wish I had learned this before. And I, it's exactly the same feeling I had. I still have it now at my 35 years. Uh, so my my main intention is that is to contribute so that no no one has to say that anymore. Yeah. Maybe I can add a little uh, side note that if anybody listening has a daughter that they want to start educating about this earlier on, there is a lovely new book by Millie Hill called mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure there are more, but I know this one because I actually bought it for my 10-year-old sister. Yeah. And uh, she's been loving it. So I can I can just recommend that from personal experience because, as you say, to start early. And if we mm-hmm. didn't have it for ourselves, maybe we want to offer that for our our children and our, our daughters or our menstruating. Yeah, of course. <laughs> menstruating children. Of course. Um, and now that you're 
on the other side as a menstrual coach and an educator. Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about what are the problems and questions that people come to you with? Hmm. Well, I think there are some of them. Probably the most common one is that uh, my clients don't have a good relationship with their cycles and their periods. It's an aspect that they've been disconnected from for a long time. Um, and then something happens that makes them want to work with it, right? Maybe it's a hormonal imbalance. Maybe it's trying to get pregnant um, without succeeding. Uh, or I don't know, maybe it's just that the information finds them in the right time and, and they are curious to know more. So we work on uh, connecting and improving the relationship with these very important aspects of themselves. Um, I often hear that they have time a hard time managing their feelings and their reactions, especially during the premenstrual phase. Um, they deal with PMS maybe, and they, they have some trouble to manage their energy levels or to understand that energy changes throughout the cycle, right? Maybe some irregularities in their cycles, they notice something unusual, or they wonder if the, what they are observing in their cycle is normal or not. Or they are looking for different uh, options for hormonal birth control that are non-hormonal. Uh, non yeah. 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 This is really, really interesting and, and gives people insight into what are the issues that they may be able to approach you with if they would like to have any kind of support from you. And this is why I also wanted you to share a little bit about what are the specializations that, that you have and people yeah. coming to see you. Yeah, my job is mainly help them understand their cycle on a physical level, of course, but also on an emotional and mental level. Yes. To see the, their cycle as something positive, as a sign of health, something that it's fundamental for the, their well-being. Yes, because and there's a lot of shame to undo. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and of course, when we don't understand this, we don't take proper care of ourselves. We don't have tools to take uh, better decisions for our sexual, reproductive, and health life. So that's what uh, what I normally help them with. Yes. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about the basics of, of fertility and what are the signs for being fertile and how maybe one could track this and become more aware of the cycle? Yes, absolutely. This is quite fascinating, actually. Um, I think the first thing to, to mention is that women and people with uteruses are only fertile for an average of five to six days every cycle. So in other words, you cannot get pregnant every day of your cycle. Um, the egg, which is the female reproductive cell, can only be fertilized by a sperm, the male reproductive cell, for 12 to 24 hours. Mm -hmm. after ovulation, right? However, sperm can survive in the cervix for up to five days after entering your body. This is thanks to estrogenic cervical mucus. Mm -hmm. And that's why the fertile window is an average of six, uh, of five to six days. Right. Now, it's important to mention also that ovulation is not a mathematical event. <laughs> we normally learn that we are supposed to ovulate on day 14 of our cycles. Right, but this is not this is not always the case. It's no, actually some don't. 
So yeah, exactly. Most people don't actually. Um, your body gives you very clear physical signs to let you know when you are in your fertile window. So these signs are cervical mucus, the amazing, amazing cervical mucus, the luteinizing hormone surge, the basal body temperature, the position of your cervix, among others. So the interesting thing is that these signs change during the, your cycle, depending or, uh, on whether you are fertile or not at the time. So if you learn to observe these signs, if you learn, if you learn to interpret them, and if you chart them every day using a fertility awareness method, for example, it's possible for, for you to know if your fertile, if your fertile window is open and then if, to confirm, sorry, to confirm if you have ovulated. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really great because I think it's, it's not really that common knowledge to, to be aware of this in your body. And I, I feel like doing it is so empowering. Um. So what do you think charting can help us with and what could people benefit by charting their cycle? I agree that this is incredibly empowering. Yeah. So cycle charting means daily observing and recording the cycle biomarkers, such as the cervical mucus, well, all the, all the biomarkers I, I already mentioned, together with bleeding patterns as well and other symptoms like PMS symptoms, for example. So you're recording... You record this using a paper chart or an app and following a set of rules specific to the fertility awareness method that you decide to choose. Uh, and this practice is amazing because, among other things, it can help you first, as I said, to identify the fertile time in your cycle, to confirm if you are ovulating in every cycle or if you are having uh, an ovulatory cycles. With this information, you can also estimate the date of your next period, you can identify possible hormonal imbalances. You can achieve or avoid pregnancy naturally. You can see how your lifestyle choices, choices sorry, impact your cycle. And, you know, ultimately you gain more self-awareness and deepen the connection with yes. yourself. Something yes. I hear from my clients when we start working together and after they start charting, uh, for a few cycles is that they feel more empowered, more, more in control. Um, one of my students was telling me the other day, it's as if I was regaining my power after all these years in the dark. Mm, so it's wow. really empowering. Yes. And beyond just um, getting pregnant or avoiding a pregnancy, um, you also offer a course about connecting your uh, menstrual cycle to entrepreneurship. Yeah. So this is something that is really mind blowing to see how your awareness of your body can impact the way you run your business. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's that's really helpful. And, and you spoke about connection to yourself. And I think for me, one of the really special things about starting the pregnancy journey with fertility awareness is the connection that you get with yourself. And yeah. I think that this connection is a really important foundation that lasts for the entire pregnancy, the birth and the postpartum slash mothering or parenting experience. Mm -hmm. So connecting and trusting ourselves and our body is such an important piece throughout this journey. Do you, do you have any kind of experience as well with people, 
getting giving this feedback as well? well yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think when you start paying attention to your cycle, you also realize that your reproductive hormones as affect impact different aspects of your life. They also influence your emotions. They influence you. They, they impact you mentally, even spiritually. So it's really interesting to start seeing these patterns in the cycle and understand that the changes that you are experiencing are actually normal. And I think one of the, what's the word I'm looking for? Byproducts, maybe, of charting your cycle is that you start paying attention to yourself every day. You start checking in with yourself every day, how you're feeling, and then you have more tools to start honoring your needs, what you need in that moment, which, of course, helps you to, to trust yourself better, to see this cycle as a sustainability process. Mm -hmm. And... and you realize that everything happens for a reason. All the changes you experience in your cycle have a purpose. And um, yeah, you can, you can deepen the connection with yourself, which then translates, translates into the connection with yourself while you are pregnant, when you are postpartum, when you reach perimenopause, etc. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Trusting yourself and the inner, you know, the inner signs of, of different yeah, things. The too. inner rhythms of your body to guide you exactly mm. exactly yeah um and we didn't really we touched about it a little bit before but maybe we, we i'd love to talk more about the shame and the cultural aspects of of you know our cycle and mm. and that kind of thing so where do you see that originating from what do you think that has to has to do with all of this and then where does that come from Hmm. Well, I'm not sure if there's, a, there's an easy answer for that. I think this is something that we've been carrying with for lots and lots of generations, of course. But maybe just the misunderstanding or the lack of, inter, of information, it's an important part of this shame, right? Uh, we don't understand that these processes are entirely normal, we don't understand that they have a reason, that they have a purpose, and we learn to see them as a liability. I think our society is also very masculine energy driven. I know this is a concept that not many people resonate with, but you know, we are all about producing and achieving things and being on top of our game all the time. And the patriarchy is deeply entrenched. In yes, absolutely. Yes, totally. And women and people with periods are not linear. We are cyclical. We are not meant to be on top of our things all the time. We are not meant to be producing all the time. But we have learned otherwise. So, and, and I mean, we are navigating this as best as we can, right? We push against our nature and we end up frustrated. We end up burned out. We end up ashamed for not being able to perform as everyone expects us to do. So, I mean, those are the things that come to mind. I think right. this is a, a deeper issue for sure. Mm. Uh, Society level. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, at least this is something I can see with my clients and students every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 
For sure. I just actually saw yesterday an Instagram post about how men have a 24-hour cycle of testosterone yes. mm. and women yeah. have a roughly 28-day cycle mm. of, of their hormones <laughs> and how the working day of yeah. working nine to five is just based on the 24-hour cycle mm-hmm. of the male hormones. Yeah. 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 This, is, this is really <laughs> eye-opening. Yeah, it's it, true. It, it speaks helps to, to what we just talked about. Of course, and it helps to understand, right? And I mean, we are still living in this society and, and it's not, I mean, you become aware of your cycle and you understand these things and it doesn't make it easier necessarily to navigate this this rhythm, but at least you have more tools. You can anticipate your needs and you can take better care of yourself. Right. So to know, for example, that on the days surrounding your, your menstrual bleeding, you can plan to be less active and mm-hmm. create more space for yourself. And And I think, as you said before, also that it gives you a chance to check in with yourself Mm. I, I really love that because I think this is what a lot of um, it's a practice that a lot of mothers and parents can really enjoy yeah. <laughs> and they can really ha- use because we spend so much time giving once yes. we become parents and it's a nice time to take a break from that and to really look at yourself and prepare to give yourself time also when you are menstruating. Even yeah. though right after birth, of course, it can take a few months for the mm-hmm. menstrual cycle to return because of the hormones of breastfeeding, for example. Yeah. But even after that, so when the menstrual cycle and bleeding does return following birth, hmm. it's a beautiful tool as well to reconnect with your body, perhaps with your partner, after that experience of, of giving birth. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? If you start practicing menstrual cycle awareness before getting pregnant, then you gain, let's say, this muscle, right? You you train this muscle. You learn that things change in different seasons. They are not the same. And somehow you practice surrender, right? Like, okay, this is the season. This is the phase of the cycle that I'm going through at the moment. And uh, this is what I am meant to experience right now. Uh, Of course, you have agency uh, um, regarding your experience, but there are also things that you cannot control. And then after practicing these for for a few cycles, you gain this awareness also for the bigger cycles. So what I'm trying to say here is, okay, during pregnancy and postpartum, you don't have a menstrual cycle, of course but you are still going through different seasons. Mm-hmm. I, I I haven't had kids yet. I haven't been pregnant yet. So I don't have a personal experience about this. But what I've learned from my mentors is that each trimester of the pregnancy mirrors also a season in nature and it mirrors also a phase of the cycle. Mm, so that's this super is like interesting. A, yeah, it's super interesting. And I think it's beautiful. In so, what way? Yeah. Well, what, what I've heard again uh, from, from my mentors and my teachers yes. is that uh, the first trimester is quite similar. At the beginning of the first trimester, it's like being in, a, in the 
winter time of the cycle, you are sort of in a cocoon and then you start to emerge from this cocoon. You start to transition from winter to spring. Then the second trimester is supposed to be uh, like the summertime or like or, or very similar to the ovulatory phase in the menstrual cycle. Yes. Then the third trimester is very similar to the autumn or the premenstrual phase of the cycle. And finally, postpartum is again a winter time because you are in your cocoon with your baby, uh, just getting to know yourself as a mother. And it's also very similar to the to the to winter time and also to the menstrual phase of the menstrual cycle. Yes. Yes. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> Big yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I really can have see that. With this and uh, uh, you've felt it like that as well. Yeah. Mm. For me specifically, the second trimester was probably the most, yeah, the most beautiful. No nausea. The belly wasn't too heavy, not mm. no aches and pains. And then as I go, you went, as I went into the third trimester after th 30 weeks, the belly got much heavier and yeah. <laughs> it was already a little <laughs> bit more uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. the postpartum was exactly that, just uh, turning inwards because the energy of the birth is still so open and the, yeah. the person, the birthing person or mother are still so receptive and um, sensitive mm. to the world so yeah. tuning inwards and staying home with baby makes a lot of sense and yeah um, yeah now I think it's important to mention that your own experience is what matters and this applies to pregnancy and this applies to menstrual cycle awareness too I mean your experience could be completely different from what we are sharing right now yes. and that's totally fine you have to honor what you are feeling you have to honor what you are experiencing and just give yourself whatever it is that you need even if it doesn't fall into the archetypical cycle right yeah thanks mm. for mentioning that yeah <clears throat> that's really important as well mm. speaking of the seasons maybe yeah. we could i don't think we touched upon that but maybe we could give our listeners a bit of a understanding of the seasons within the menstrual cycle. If we go like a little bit, one step back, kind of, what are the seasons within the menstrual cycle in the different phases of the menstrual cycle? Could you speak to that? Of course. So the menstrual cycle can be divided into four phases. And as we've been saying, something that I find really, really beautiful is the connection with the cycle, the menstrual cycle and other cycles in nature such as the seasons of the year. So every phase in the cycle mirrors a different season in nature. Mirrors in the sense that the energy and the things that happen in your body are quite similar to the things and the energy around us when we are transitioning through, transitioning through the different seasons uh, of the year. So the first phase in the cycle is menstruation. It's the time when you have your period. And that mirrors the energy of the winter. So menstruation, and this could be something uh, new for some people because we really are not used to see at periods in this way, but menstruation is a time to go inwards. We have this natural tendency to go inwards. Our physical energy actually decreases because our body is going through a major physical process by shedding the uterine lining. And... Yeah, it's a time to reconnect, it's a time to rest, it's a time to reset 
to set new intentions, just as the winter time of the year. Then we transition to the pre-ovulatory phase of the cycle, the second phase. So this starts one day after you stop your bleeding and it ends one day before your fertile window opens. And this is very similar to the springtime of the cycle. It's a time for new beginnings, where you feel refreshed, uh, motivated, you want to try new things, you have a very innocent, yeah, innocent feel, innocent vibe. Um, Yeah, very similar to that moment where life starts again after a long winter. I love that, that time here in Finland very much, actually. Maybe yes. you can you can relate to that moment after having your period when you feel the reset, like you're, you gain your energy back. Yeah. Yeah. And then the ovulatory phase comes, uh, comes the um, sweet summer of the cycle, you know. So during summer, during the summertime of the year, um, days are long, bright, warm. All we want to do is being outside with friends, Uh, with family, and it's very similar what happens in ovulation as well. Ovulation is the peak of the cycle. So our energy peaks, our physical strength peaks, uh, peaks. we feel sexy, we feel motivated. Of course, this is our fertile phase, so we are, um, biologically speaking, trying to attract a partner to make a baby, whether that's on our plants or not. Um, So that's why we have all these um, superpowers, let's say. Mm -hmm. But then things change. And this super woman, super person energy shifts completely and we become again more inwards. We enter the premenstrual phase of the cycle, which is very similar to the autumn time. You know, during the autumn, trees first turn yellow, orange, golden, so beautiful, and they they completely lose their leaves. So something very similar uh, happens to us here. We drop our leaves. We are able to see things that we weren't able to see before. This is a feedback phase when we will hear all the things that are working, but most importantly, the things that aren't working in our lives. We become a little bit more critical, more intolerant. Um, but I mean, it's this is an important phase of the cycle as well. It's a part of the sustainability process, right? Oh, I... I was just going to speak about that. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. yeah, absolutely. We cannot be always giving and always mm-hmm. put, having fruit on our tree. Absolutely. That's, we need that time in the hibernation phase mm-hmm. in order to be able to give. And that, again, living in Finland, you appreciate the summer <laughs> so much yes. because you have been in a long winter longer than maybe Mm. some of us would like but still that whole thing of of appreciating one thing because there was a lack of it at some point kind of was missing and that is in my eyes the beauty of the cycle and Mm. living in a cyclical way and connecting with nature and connecting with ourselves and respecting that we cannot always be Mm. giving and always Mm. be switched on and yes especially 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 as parents yeah who we are just kind of constantly switched on in giving yes. to our to our children and this is such a beautiful reminder to 
to use the days of your bleeding and and your your winter time and your cycle to to honor yourself and to maybe book yourself a massage or hmm. take yourself to on a nap <laughs> to, to have a nap and yeah yeah even if it's a five minute walk if it's done intentionally it yes. can make a, a huge difference yes. and I hear you speaking about parents and I'm thinking I'm thinking about your daughter for example and how you are modeling for her uh, by living in a cyclical way as much as you can of course yes but she will grow up seeing that it's important to take time for yourself and it's important to honor your needs and wow that's amazing yes. yeah that is really exciting that is really exciting to to be able to contribute to changing the dialogue about mm. about our menstrual cycle and learning yeah. to celebrate it instead of be ashamed of it or try to completely you know overstep it with hormonal contraception for example yes i think there's a lot of power in in doing that yeah yeah reclaiming a bit of the matriarchy here yes, <laughs> yes. a bit of the feminine way the feminine energy mm -hmm. the um, more gentle maybe more kind of less rigid way of, yeah. of living and of doing things yeah hmm Well, that was that was lovely. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking about fertility and and kind of conception, how does fertility awareness play a part in in conceiving, or what I have heard as being used conscious conception? Um, yeah. What does this term mean to you, and why do you think that fertility awareness is an important first step for people who want to conceive? Yeah, I love this word, uh, this term, conscious conception. I would say fertility awareness at the most basic level helps you because tracking empowers you to know when your fertile window is, right? That's the most uh, basic thing. You also learn that ovulation is a sensitive event and many things can delay it, such as illness, traveling, medication, drinking alcohol, I don't know. So if you are trying to conceive, You want to be aware of that, of course. Uh, you you want to be aware that ovulation can be delayed or it can happen earlier in your cycle because otherwise you will be shooting in the dark. I'm doing air quotes again, right? So that's that's important. Your chart reflects your lifestyle choices. So when you are trying to conceive, you want to make sure that you are well nourished and you are that your body is in balance. And fertility awareness can help you know if the choices that you you're making are uh, are the right ones. So I, I act, that's something I love about fertility awareness that you gain you get information in real time of what's happening in your body. Right? I think that the best example I can come up with is drinking alcohol. If you drink alcohol, even you know sometimes a glass of wine, you will notice it in your chart the next day in your basal body temperature. So it's amazing how uh, how sensitive our body can be and how all these lifestyle choices affect our reproductive hormones. Your cycle biomarkers give you very important clues of what's going on in your body. They, they can help you identify dysfunctions or imbalances. So if this is the case, uh, if you have challenges with your fertility, 
you will have also more tools to take better decisions and to find the right treatment. And again, I I think this is so connected to conscious conception because in the end you gain more self-awareness, more body awareness, you deepen the connection with your body, with your womb, on a physical level, yes, but also on an emotional, mental, and spiritual way. And that is really kind of the essence of, of conscious conception. Yeah. For me, it really means to be aware of the decision to bring a life into mm-hmm. the world. And on a more deeper spiritual level, it also means perhaps connecting with that, I don't know, energy, soul, spirit, mm-hmm. as people have different words for for saying it, but consciousness, like it's a really fascinating topic. When does consciousness begin? Yeah. Does it begin in the sperm and the egg separately? Does it begin when they when the egg is fertilized? Like when mm-hmm. is that person growing inside already conscious? And that for me is part of the journey of, of conceiving, to be aware that there is an energy and that you are carrying this new life and bringing new life. So it mm-hmm. is also in preparation for pregnancy, as you said, with nutrition and mm-hmm. um, being aware of what you are putting in your body. And also at the moment of conception, in that moment, to be really open and receptive and aware that you're bringing soul and consciousness into yeah. your body. And it's beautiful if it also follows into pregnancy to be speaking to the baby, to know that the baby can hear you and feel you. And this whole field of perinatal psychology is really growing and really fascinating mm-hmm. about how the baby responds to the parent and to the environment in which it grows in the womb. Yeah. So to me, this is conscious conception, and mm-hmm. I really like the idea of using fertility awareness. Again, as a way of connecting to yourself and just yeah. as a, how do you say, a diving board, <laughs> jumping board, <laughs> to start the journey from there. Yeah. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I I think it's really inspiring and just nice to know about as well. And I hope more people, this can resonate with people and <laughs> can bring them closer to knowing themselves better. Yeah. As well. Yeah, for sure. Is there anything else before I ask you about your services? Uh, is there something you had on your notes <laughs> that you wanted <laughs> to share and we didn't get to? No, I think we have covered everything so far. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the the last thing I would like to say is give your cycle a chance because there is a lot, a lot of magic here in store for you. Either if you decide to go through the path of menstrual cycle awareness or just going through the different energies and emotions and the intuitive part of the cycle or fertility awareness, which is more rule science based you start charting your cycle with all these biomarkers i mean whatever practice you decide to choose it will certainly bring you more connected to yourself back to yourself and uh, it can be these two practices can be great allies in your path of conscious conception and later during pregnancy and later during postpartum for sure so give them a chance that's beautiful I see that there's actually one topic I missed when I was okay. going through the questions, and that is <laughs> the connection between the different seasons of our life. And that goes back to our conversation about seasons. 
so for example our birth the way we were born mm-hmm. how we were at our first bleeding our first menstrual menstruation yeah how we give birth to our children how we experience menopause and our own death yes so this is a really interesting topic and I would not want us to skip this so good that yeah. I, I came back because I have seen and I have read a lot about how these events are quite interconnected. Could you yes. say something about that as well? Yes, of course. These are all rites of passage and initiatory processes. So I am here sharing the teachings from my mentor, Alexandra Pope, founder of Red School. She is an amazing, amazing woman. She has been doing this work for so many years. And what I've learned from her is that these, um, as, as initiatory processes, these all are mirrored into this four-phase cycle, right? The way we are born, what we experience when we are born, then it's also mirrored when we have our first bleeding when we have our own babies, if that's the case, uh, when we enter postpartum. So let's say the different gifts and the different challenges will be there. And of course, going back to these pre- to, sorry to these processes and healing what needs to be healed and acknowledging what needs to be acknowledged will help us to uh, hold ourselves better in the future initiatory processes that we have. And we have a small taste of this also at the beginning of each cycle, of each menstrual cycle. So actually, when you start practicing menstrual cycle awareness, yes, as you experience this in a micro level, it's like you you are gaining more awareness and gaining more tr- uh, more tools, sorry, to then face the bigger initiatory processes such as menopause or a pregnancy or a miscarriage or something like this. Yes. Mm. And for example, if somebody has had, um, you know, they were born through some kind of traumatic experience as as a baby themselves, can people do some kind of healing work to come back from that and to even also perhaps from their first menstrual cycle if they had shame related to that and they want to heal themselves before they give birth or before they come to menopause is it too late no it's never too late i mean even if you are already menopausal if you are not having periods anymore you can still go back to that very first moment and to 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 your first bleeding to your pregnant sorry to your birth and and do healing work absolutely it's so so powerful to do it it's never late nice mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a beautiful message, I think, to start to close off on. And I, yeah, I'm glad we didn't skip this because I, I really like the idea of connecting those rites of passage in our life and yes, helping us see that we are on one long journey that is that extends uh, during our lifetime and maybe even before and after. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. know, this is the mystery of, of life. And as we spoke a little bit about consciousness, it was just scratching the surface of this topic. Of yeah. <laughs> uh, and so to wrap up, if people are listening and want to know you more and reach out or get your services, where, where can yeah. they do that? And tell us also about what services you are offering. 
Yeah. Well, the best place to learn about my work and get in touch with me is my website, carmenlorenzana.com, which uh, I know that you will link in the show notes. Um, I'm very grateful for that. Yes. Um, yeah. So then you can find my services. I am offering currently a fertility awareness program, which is a four month journey where I teach you how to track the different biomarkers in your cycle, how, how to chart them, how to interpret them, how to observe them. So then you can use them either to avoid a pregnancy naturally, achieve a pregnancy naturally, or simply to monitor your hormonal health. This program runs, the, the group program runs every other month. So there's a chance to join later in the year. And then we can work one-on-one -on -one too as well. Um, and then you can book any time. That's that. I also have a blog where I share, uh, I'm starting to share different resources and my Instagram account as well, at Carlorenzana. I'm trying to share educational content there and just- Yes, um, you do a really nice job. I've learned you. a lot from you <laughs> on that you as well. I'm, I'm glad to hear that it's uh, useful for you. Yes. Yeah. So th those would be the, the two places, my website and my Instagram account. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, so good to, to have. And I am so glad that you live in Finland <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that people can enjoy your wisdom and your knowledge, your services right here mm. in Finland when they are on their journey. And you yourself are a foreigner. Uh, yes. So yeah, which Mexico. Is, yeah, which makes it also that extra special for people who are also foreigners mm. um, to connect. Amazing. Mm. Carmen, thank you for being here with me today. I love this topic, as you maybe noticed. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for fun. having me, Daniel. I enjoyed our conversation very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> bye. Thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed listening to this gem-packed episode with Carmen about fertility awareness, menstrual education, and connecting with our body through our monthly cycles. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Birthing in Finland podcast. To get the show notes for this episode, go to doulacollective.fi forward slash birthing in Finland. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and share this with someone who you think needs to hear it. A friend, a colleague, a neighbor. Help us get the word out so that more families can start enjoying these conversations. See you next time when I introduce you to another amazing person supporting families just like yours.